getting the best out of LinkedIn. This is the Learning Podcast with Ennio Sung. Welcome to the Learning with me, Emmy at Global.media. Today is episode 13, so, but it's not unlucky 13, it's lucky 13. So a lot of people don't want to approach people directly on LinkedIn, whether that's potential customers who are new or potential customers with whom they're already connected. They seem to want to warm up potential prospects before they actually engage them in conversation. Luckily, LinkedIn provides listening tools that help you to hear opportunities to approach people. Now, what are LinkedIn's listening tools and how should you use them to get more prospects on LinkedIn? So when I first planned this episode, I have to admit that I looked at this listening tools as stalking tools. Stalking because essentially they allow you to track people's activities on LinkedIn without them knowing, often without you being even connected with them. Obviously, the reason you might want to stalk them be up to date with what they're up to on LinkedIn it's because they could be potential customers, potential partners, potential suppliers. It's a, bit, a perfect way to understand LinkedIn's listing tools is to think about a new neighborhood in your street. They could easily knock on your door to introduce themselves, but maybe they're shy. Uh, but most of the time, they might feel awkward. So what they t- tend to do is wait for a good opportunity, a good reason to knock on your door um, it will hopefully get you to actually want to talk to them. See, this analogy of the new neighbor in your street is going to be one I'm going to use all the way through this episode today. So using LinkedIn's stalking tools properly saves you time and gives you an in that allows you to get to the connection and engagement parts of your sales process faster. It will be clear by the time I get to the end. So again, I ask a question, why do I want to stalk people on LinkedIn? Simply because... These tools help you to get in front of people with whom you're not connected. These tools also help you to get in front of people who you're connected with, but you're not necessarily in front of their mind or they haven't done business with you. So if you're looking for a way to get back into the sphere of thinking and potentially build a relationship that could lead to doing business, then listening tools are the way forward. See, one thing I'll say about LinkedIn, which I say quite often is, just because you can does not mean that you should. So, you know, you, you're going to find out today that there are some tools that are not really worth using because they're, they don't do you any good. In terms of our topic today, they're listing tools that are not going to help you get the attention of the person you want to talk to or get them to actually want to engage with you. Let's face it, you know, there are cheap tools that many people use and they just want to give you credit. More than that, there's very little chance that I will look at you based on using that tool and then trust you or like you any more than I do now as a result. Of course, there are better tools that you can use which give some value. And then there are sophisticated tools that give you a legitimate reason to want to engage with someone. I'm going to cover each of these types of tools. That way you know what they are and how to use them. Done right, you will get more prospects and get people to actually want to do business with you. So what are the cheap tools, listening tools on LinkedIn? How many times do you get happy birthday notifications from LinkedIn? What about notifications about people's anniversaries? 
I'm assuming every day you get notified someone's birthday or someone is been at the job X amount of time. And a lot of people take that as a chance to flood your inbox with happy birthday and congratulations in anniversary messages. So you will get these messages. And frankly, they're a nuisance. I begrudge having to thank everyone who sends me these messages because it costs me time. And I don't know or care who you are, frankly. If, you don't, if I never receive one again, I won't hold you against you. Similarly, you sending me one, there's not, nothing for me to like you anymore. If anything, I tend to avoid social media on my birthdays for this reason. Literally, I haven't got time to respond to all these messages that I get, which I don't want. You see, if you use my analogy about my new neighbour, see, the, my new neighbour see my wife walk into their house with a birthday cake that looks like it's for me. It's not reason enough for my new neighbour to want to rush to my door and wish me a birthday. They can do if they want, but I'm not going to give them any credit. I'm, not, I'm certainly not inclined to like them any more than I already do or don't. You know, even like I've, I've never met them, so literally we're no further forward. Look, these messages, they're there. You know, if you don't get them, it's not going to ruin your chance of selling to someone. If you do get them, it's not going to enhance your chance of selling to someone either. The most anyone would ever do is simply acknowledge that they've seen your message and that's it. We get so many that no, no one no one actually stands out. So everyone's the same. There's almost no point sending them, if you ask me. So another no, another thing that people do is flog the hell out of recommendations and endorsements on LinkedIn. And that's another cheap stalking tool. Of course, you can endorse someone for the skills on the profile or give them recommendations. And LinkedIn will tell them that you've endorsed them or recommended them. So it's easy to think that people appreciate recommendations and, and endorsements. I mean, they are social proof of your expertise, after all. And, and many people believe that the more recommendations and endorsements you have, the better your profile looks. The more chance you get to get more prospects. Of course, we all like recommendations and endorsements. But we want them from people we actually know people who can actually vouch for our abilities. Ideally, we want them from clients, colleagues, with whom we've actually worked in the past. So the sort of crimes that I see when I, from people who send recommendations is when someone tells me, I've given you a recommendation, when I actually don't know who the hell you are. And someone asks for a recommendation from me when I don't know them. Are people endorsing my skills when they know nothing about me at all? See, while someone randomly endorses or gives you gives you a recommendation, you have to question their credibility and trustworthiness, surely. Unless you know me well, don't use fake endorsements and recommendations as a way for me to like and trust you. If anything goes against what you're trying to achieve. Similarly, don't ask me for a LinkedIn recommendation or an endorsement, or quite honestly, don't ask for anything from someone you don't know well on LinkedIn. Ask me to endorse or recommend you again. It's like my neighbour who jumps way past the can I borrow some milk and sugar routine, which is bad enough, by the way, straight to the can I borrow some money, please, the first time I meet them. And I said, when you, if you take this approach, you know, essentially you're going to hurt your credibility with the person that you're asking. Now, whether you like it or not, they're going to think less of you and it's very hard to recover your position as someone they can trust to actually do business with. So enough of the cheap tools. Now let's go on to better listing tools. 
again, now these are things that open to everyone on LinkedIn and a lot of people do use them. So now the first one that's a bit better than the cheap happy birthdays and happy anniversary and also the cheap fake endorsements and recommendations is looking at people's video for your profile. Now on LinkedIn paid and on premium, you can see who's viewed your profile in the last, over the last 90 days. I think the free account gives you the last five people who looked at your profile and premium gives you a lot more information about who's looked at your profile in that period. See, when people look at your profile, some take it as a reason to send off a message that starts with, hi, I saw you viewed my profile. And, uh, and then they can just carry on. Now, I think this is one of the biggest offenses to comments on LinkedIn. It's not far from rushing to talk to me because apparently I looked at your window when I walked past your house. So there are millions of reasons why I may have come across your LinkedIn profile. It's often accidental. You know, it's often because I'm curious about something. Maybe I'm researching something that I thought I might find in your profile. Maybe I'm actually looking for just something very specific, which you may not have had. All of, all of these things are a far cry from me being interested in your products and services. Yeah. Don't use the, I saw you viewed my profile line as an excuse to contact anyone with a new or existing connection. Uh, it, essentially, you know, it looks spammy and looks like it is, which is, you know, a not very high quality reason for you to actually contact me. Your reputation suffers because I can see that all you're doing is waiting for anyone for you to reach out to and try and sell to. When you just approach anyone with the cheap methods or with spamming methods like this, essentially, you know, you won't grow your network. And, you know, more often than not, you're going to be doing a lot of work, a lot of chasing people with no guarantee of a return. Because 99.9% of people just will not respond to anything that we've covered so far. You know, having said that, you know, I will accept that, you know, for someone who has viewed your profile, who was actually interested in what you do, you know, there could be a good, a great chance to engage them based on them having viewed, viewed a profile. Well, how do I know who's who I hear you say? That's why you, you know, you never know. So you may want to carry on trying to engage everyone to view your profile to find that one in that, in that needle in the haystack. Otherwise, you know, just wait to the end of this, ep- this episode and then you'll find a better way to work out who's worth you and interacting with and engaging with. But what, what I will say is that if you find someone who's with your profile and you think there's a chance they might be genuinely interested in what you do, yeah, don't focus on the fact they view your profile as the reason for you wanting to connect with them. Instead, focus on telling them why you want to connect with them, what you have in common, you know, literally what it is that you can do for them and vice versa. So we'll come back to what a decent message from your listening activities looks like towards any of the podcast. So another okay listening tool that people use is to chase everyone who comments, likes, or shares their posts on LinkedIn. Is that really a good reason to try and sell to me? It's a hard one. Look, you know, I'm a nice person, number one. Two, I'm a, I mean, I mean, I do digital marketing. I do social media marketing most, most uh, some of my time. Now, I always encourage everyone to be social on social. Now they'll be sociable on social networks because it costs nothing to like or comment or share someone's posts. It's ever made time pretty much every day to go through my social media management clients' timelines and feeds, especially on Instagram, 
to like everyone's posts on the, on, on, on our feed. I'm not choosy. You know, as much as I wish posts I like, I like everyone's posts at least once. All I want to do is help my network to get seen by more people and hope that the people whose posts I like also like our posts that will get seen by more people. You know, so much like viewing your profile, you know, there's nothing to it apart from, you know, literally I just, I'm doing social media marketing. So nothing in there says that I'm going to potentially buy from you. By liking your posts, by you liking my post, I win, my clients win, my networks win. No one that I've asked that I'm going to buy your products or services. You know, much like viewing, say, your profile, there are too many reasons why I might want to engage with your posts. So, you know, unless you've got an endless amount of time to chase everyone who likes or engages with your posts, it's not a good reason to follow up with people necessarily. I accept that there may be some people out there who leave insightful comments on your posts. The comments may suggest that you mean that you're siblings from another mother. In other words, they really have deep insights into your world. So again, uh, it's not a reason to message them necessarily straight away. You have to engage them and respond to their comments. And then depending on how that conversation progresses, you might want to invite them to connect with you or suggest a deeper conversation of LinkedIn if there's grounds for mutual benefit. Right, so we've covered the cheap tools, the okay tools, and our likes, comments, and shares. And also, you know, I guess uh, looking at looks at your profile. Now, also, so what are the uh, best tools to actually listen to your network and people you want, might want to connect with on LinkedIn? This is the sharp end of, I guess, uh, today's episode, really. So there are three tools that I, I use and I recommend using because they give you deeper and better quality information than the cheap methods and the okay tools that we've seen so far. So one of the great ways to find out when you should potentially reach out to someone to engage them is to follow potential prospects. Now, if you follow people, essentially, you know, you're not connected with them. So you can see what potential prospects are doing and then find a good opportunity to engage them and produce a connection request to start the conversation. See, LinkedIn explains following like this. They say... Following someone on LinkedIn allows you to see the, the, the person's posts and articles on your homepage that have been connected with them. However, the person you are following won't see your posts. You, you can reach a larger audience by allowing other, others to follow your activities and read what you're sharing on LinkedIn. Yeah, so while somebody that sounds like a one-way street, again, you get alerted when they make changes, when they obviously create content, when they share content, and some of the other useful news about them that could help you to see what they're really interested in that you can potentially show interest in as well. In truth, you know, if you look at now, you, you can look at those who, who know who's, who's following you. It's one of the questions that you should ask routinely. And you can see who's following your followers list by clicking on manage followers in the activity section of your profile. So you can look and see who's following you and you might find that there's a potential leads there or you might want to take the conversation further. The chances are people who are following you are more interested in finding out about you and trying to sell to you more than trying to probably buy from you. 
but you know there may be some real gems there you might want to actually connect with and then you know, build a relationship with another good method to listen to your linkedin community is using the network notifications that linkedin sends you so every week linkedin sends you notifications and alerts to your email about what your network's doing you know so literally you can find out about you know the updates you can find out about you know the events anniversaries and so on your network alerts can tell you a lot more than just birthdays and anniversaries and the people are connected with obviously some people can manage you, know, you, not, you can you can manage your updates so you can turn off the notifications you know by literally going to back end of linkedin and choosing what you want to receive alerts for you can delete all the alerts and mute all of them you can follow all of them or you can turn them all off but you know if you turn them on for people who have their sector on you can see more about them, what they do on LinkedIn without actually having to chase the profile every day of the week. Again, if you see something that's worth responding to, you know, a good way in, then you might want to send a message. So I'm going to cover also what the messages look like in a second, not quite a second, in a couple of minutes. And also I'm going to look at what you should be listening out for. Bearing in mind recommendations, not the best way forward. Bearing in mind, you know, who's like to come into your post is not necessarily the way forward. And who's video profile is not always the best thing. Yeah, so I will, I will tell you in a second what you should be looking at this for. That what's a, what's a good in into someone and why they might actually want to engage with you. Right. So, so we've looked at the best way to use that we've looked at so far. So the best ways to use listening tools that we've looked at so far is looking at your network notifications which LinkedIn sends you and also following potential prospects you're not connected with. The third tool that you want to use to listen to people on, on LinkedIn is saved searches. Now it's a powerful tool because you get search alerts to your email since anyone that fits your profile comes along. So let's say that like, you're on LinkedIn and you do a search for your ideal prospects. So obviously, you know, there, there'll be people on there who meet the criteria today. Chances are over days, more people who meet your criteria will be on, will come onto LinkedIn. And you don't want to be searching every day to see who's new. What LinkedIn does, LinkedIn does a search for you based on the criteria, the criteria you've already chosen and saved. And they run the search every week. And anyone who's new, this criteria is put on your list and you say on your safe search list and you get, you get an email automatically to tell you that there are new people on your list. The third brilliant LinkedIn listening tool that you want to use is safe searches. This is a powerful tool because think, you know, if you think about it, when you search for people on LinkedIn, for your ideal customers on LinkedIn, you choose the right criteria. And the results, the results LinkedIn gives you, the people that made the criteria today. Chances are tomorrow, there'll be more, there'll be more people who make your criteria, obviously you're not going to see them. But if you save your searches, then LinkedIn essentially runs your search result, your search every single week. That's what you choose. And that's new people who meet your, who meet your criteria. 
and you just sit back. All you got to do is open your inbox and you just send an email, tell you who's near. And that's a good reason for you to message these people and try and connect with them because you're potential customers straight into your inbox. So on, on free LinkedIn, you can have five safe searches. Whereas on Sales Navigator, you can have 15 searches, so 15 different lists, up to a maximum of 10,000 leads. So essentially, you, can, you could be getting 15 search alerts every week, the new people who mention your criteria on all those different searches. You see, your safe search alert tells you a lot more than just who's new in your potential customers list. So one I received today, you know, it's, it's told me whose companies that's whose company has grown, how much they've grown by. It tells me where growth has slowed. It tells me people who have mentioned it in the news, and also it tells me you know people who've shared updates and a lot more. See what you want to listen out in your safe searches, your follow alerts, and your network alerts is information that's news, that's noteworthy news of your, of your prospects. So noteworthy news is someone, that, someone who's starting a new job, is someone who's won a new round of funding, for example, someone who's recently completed an acquisition, someone, someone who's got a product update, someone who's published articles or other publications, someone who gets a mention in the news. So now these things are worse than the messages to congratulate your prospect over. After all, we all love being recognized and we love compliments. Rather than giving some fake reasons for con- contacting someone, you can start by telling them how you want to be, why you want to be part of their story. See, the key to building rapport when you hear the right things and you have a way in the potential prospect is to find something of shared interest. If you're part of the audience, reaching out to mention their content is sort of natural. As part of that, just the word, no, with that, they, they won't think anything odd of you to, to sort of see the news that what they've done is, is new and is different and it's and, and good. You know, so from there, all you, you know, your thing is to make sure that you can get across that you understand what they've done and that you feel something about what they've done. I would say passionate, but you know, that you feel something and also you, know, you have an interest in what they've done. Now, for example, you, know, you, want, you want to send a message along the lines of, you know, hi, first name. I just read your article, book, whatever, and you know, about, about the topic. You know, I specifically enjoyed this section about where the subject is because and the reasons why you enjoyed or you're interested in that particular part. The key is to make whatever you say in your message sincere and specific enough to make sure that they will definitely want to have a conversation with you. So you can use the type of message with a connection you have already or with or it's a connection request message to someone new. And obviously, you may want to send a shorter connection request message and then elaborate in the follow-up message about why you know what you enjoyed about their work and also why you think you have a mutual shared interest. Using sophisticated listening methods and sending the right sincere and shared interest-based message. It's like seeing my neighbor's, my neighbor's achievement in the news or maybe their book on a shelf on Amazon and then using that as a good reason to knock on their door to introduce myself, give, me, give them genuine compliments about you know, their book and whether they've done that's good. 
So like, when you do that, you're almost guaranteed that you're going to have an you know, open arms welcome. Like if I can then convince my new neighbor that I share the interest as well, you know, say, no, we're, we're going to be friends for life. The same on LinkedIn. You know, literally, if you, you know, understand what they do and you take the time to big them up, then the chance of why she want to talk to you will be a lot greater, especially if you're actually picking on something that's important to them. That means something meaningful, not so they had a birthday or anniversary, which is quite trivial, and a post, which is which everyone does anyway. You say, look, in the whole point of today's episode is that the idea that listening tools grease the wheels to build relationships on LinkedIn. You will see through the cheap methods that people use because everyone's using the same tricks trying to get in, into your inbox. You know, they, they say the end result is that no one is memorable because no one stands out. Now, when you use the sophisticated listening methods I've talked about so, so far today, so following potential prospects, seeing and seeing who follows you, like using your network alerts and using your safe search alerts, you will get much better quality information that befits your so-called great research into potential prospects. And when you have that great in, then personalizing your message and making it, making it all about them gives you the best chance to get them to engage with you and possibly build a relationship. That's all for today's episode of The Learning with me, Enya Global.media. As always, please like, listen, share, follow, do all the things you got to do. That way you'll be the first to know when the next episode comes out in a couple of weeks. Happy LinkedIn marketing. We hope you've enjoyed this edition of The Learning Podcast. Please like, share and subscribe to this podcast to stay ahead of your competition on LinkedIn and head to global.media.com to find out more.